0: Well, Oilers fans, we get the W, but we don't come out unscathed. Uh, That game, well, I should be sitting here celebrating because the Oilers squeaked out a victory over, you know, the two-time Stanley Cup uh, champion Tampa Bay Lightning. It doesn't feel like a victory in its fullest form. The Oilers go in there. They, you know, they ride off to a slow start, but overall, I think we can agree that they played about as well as you can expect given the circumstances, you know, getting in late and the on-ice play and, uh, I think, obviously, the biggest stories of the game are, you know, the game itself. The injury to Evander Kane, you know, what happened there. Just the outright horrible play. You never want to see something like that. You're absolutely just queasy looking at it. It's one of, like, the worst plays that can happen in hockey. It doesn't happen that often, but when it does, everyone's... It's just, it's just disgusting. It's Not not that Maroon, you know, did it intentionally It's just disgusting that that even happened. It, it's just horrible. But, um... Yeah, no, oh, besides that, you know, the Oilers played well. They were down to 10 forwards for a while. And of those 10 forwards, they were, you know, they were they were tired. They were putting their hearts out. They, you played as well as you can. But on the bright side, you know, looking at the win, looking at it from Oilers' positive perspective going forward, the Oilers' special teams came through tonight. They came through when they absolutely had to. They were lights out on the special teams tonight, as well as Jack Campbell. We've been just as hard on him as about anyone, and Jack Campbell came through with what I would say is his best game as an Oiler so far. And yeah, we're gonna get into all that and more. Uh we got a ton of things to discuss and not a lot of time to do it, but first we got a message from our friends at Sports Interaction. Wanna bet? You can do it at Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. Football continues, the World Series is ongoing, and the hockey season is well underway. Bet pregame, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Made four Canadians by canadians sports interaction makes it easy to deposit play and cash out join now and see that all join now and see all that sports betting has to offer head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn that's sportsinteraction.com sdpn ontario only 19 plus please play responsibly all right dennis now that was an overwhelming you know consortium of emotion we'll just use that emotional word. um you know there's positives there's negatives you know what 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 are your takeaways from the game? What did you think happened tonight?
1: Well, I mean, everyone, I think across Oilers Twitter, across Oilers Nation, I'm I'm pretty sure everyone is expressing their condolences for uh Vander Kane as a bloody injury, a brutal injury. And you you hate to see it. Hockey is a dangerous game. we have people skating with blades attached to their feet. You can tell, like you mentioned, that Maroon did not cause the injury with any ill will, any intent, but it, it shook, I think everyone to its core. You saw the entire Edmonton bench, the entire Tampa bench, silence crowd and everyone at home, just holding their breath, waiting to see, what would happen um, in in between the second and third period, we did get some good news. Evander Kane is in hospital in Tampa. He is stable. Thankfully there's no threat to his uh, wrists condition long-term, oh. but this, this sort of injury. Yeah. It's, it's severe. And if he did not respond as quickly as he did, we, we, might not uh, we might be witnessing the end of a career I think thankfully the paramedic staff were very quick about it mm-hmm. um, as far as we can tell in hospital they are waiting for some images surgery is uh, something that likely needs to happen but uh, that's that's hockey and you hate to see it I I think there's quite a few people on Oilers Twitter who found that they had to defend Evander Kane. I mentioned it a little while ago that yes, Evander Kane has a reputation. He has a certain past and you don't have to like him as a person. He's an effective player, but when it comes to seeing a human person get injured and potentially have irreversible harm happen to them. You you hope that everyone would wish him well. You hope that there wouldn't be this sort of vitriol. You hope that we won't have to defend him from people saying that... Uh, that they, the maroon should have stepped harder; that they should have caused more damage. You you don't want that, and that's just something that the hockey community has to has to band together and stop. I know with Mitchell Miller and and that whole situation there, um, we saw hockey come, hockey fans come together, and I'm hoping that we can have hockey fans come together for Evander Kane this time as well.
0: Yeah, no matter what, there's always going to be assholes on Twitter who, you know, say whatever they want to say and try and dunk on Twitter, dunk on these players from, you know, behind an anonymous account or whatever. But I, I did think for the most part, there were a bunch of people who I, I know, even Oilers fans, who don't nor- necessarily like Vander Kane. They don't like his contract. But they were the first ones to come out and say, Hope Kane's okay. Like, scary, scary, scary situation. Stop showing the replay because they probably showed it about 12 times, right? You see the blood on the ice. It was just such a gory scene that you just don't want to see I was I've been was looking for this while you were talking but I, I wasn't able to find the tweet so if someone in chat knows uh the name of the doctor or who who sent the tweet but uh a doctor uh saw the injury that happened to Evander kane and he said that it, uh, it looks like it's a similar injury that happened to Ilya Mikheyev uh, I don't know if it was like last year or whatnot but mm-hmm. Uh, essentially what 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 happened to maroon it, what happened was maroon definitely sliced an artery just because of the amount of blood that was on the ice and essentially most likely slice a tendon if he sliced the tendon all the way through they're going to have to reattach it he's going to have to go through a lengthy rehab process regain all the strength in that wrist he's going to have to regain all his range of motion again he's going to have to you know start from scratch with that wrist and it's going to be a lengthy recovery if that is the case obviously that's just from watching a video and some analysis online so we're not we're 100% sure we're not saying that with authority by any means, but it was, it was a very good tweet. And uh, I just know that for the entire second period, everyone was just thinking about Evander Kane. I, like even myself, I do not have near the amount of energy that I do in a normal game over broadcast, right? You're On just, a win, no less. Exactly. You know, I came off so hot against Dallas. I felt a little bad just how much I flamed the team. And then for them to come out against, you know, after that performance and put up a victory against such a tough opponent like that is so impressive. And then you know you're going 11 and 7. You you're already short of forward. You lose a Vander Kane. Dylan Holloway only plays I think seven. I get seven minutes of ice time. Like people just had to work their absolute butts off. And you know what the Oilers absolutely deserve the victory. They got it. Like I like to think that that a Vander Kane is that play that happened. The Vander Kane Wills so unfortunate you don't want to see that ever happen to anyone it's one of those plays that people rally behind and you like you know what they went to the dressing room i'm sure they all talked about it they were all i'm sure distraught because you you know even before you stop playing the game for 10 minutes but you're cleaning up the blood on the ice and you just rally behind him and you're like you know what caner's not going to be here but we've got to go out and we've got to do everything in our power to get the win for him and they to their full full credit there were some bumps. There were, definitely wasn't clean 100%. There were some shaky moments, but the Oilers came out, they fought hard, and they got a victory. And you know what? There were some people, there were some players who have been struggling for, you know, almost I want to say the entire season that came out and they played some of their best games tonight. Full credit to them. Let's hope this is one of those things that we're we'll both agree that Kane is probably going to be out for quite a bit of time. He's most wild. likely going to be on LTIR tomorrow. Um you know, long term, we're going to hope that this is one of those things that they can rally behind. And when a Vander Kane does eventually come back into the lineup, whether it's in January, March, whenever, uh, or December, who, who knows?
1: Um, who knows? I, I think uh, just I'm to touch hard. on your point there, uh, Dr. Harjas Grewal was the one on Twitter who put together a, a fantastic um, piece on, on the cane injury. Um, if you uh, want to follow him on Twitter, his, his handle is, uh, H A R J A S underscore G R E W A L. Fantastic analysis. The concern is for damage to an artery, vein, tendon, and or nerves for cane. So you're right. A hundred percent. They sliced an artery or a vein that's where all the blood came from and it was pouring out. So, you know, that was a pretty deep laceration there. Um, If it is tendon, like you mentioned that, that essentially I'm no medical professional, but (laughs) it attaches the bone to the muscle which means that you're right. It's, it's a lot of rehab and we saw uh, Dylan Holloway, that wrist injury that he had last season took him out for pretty much uh, the entire season, minus a few games uh, in Bakersfield. Um, You mentioned that yes, Mikheyev had a similar injury where it was the cut tendon and he was out for over three months. So we have a, a bunch of things to discuss. I mean, with the Oilers Losing Kane for at least a month, you would think, and potentially oh, yeah. up to three, four months, perhaps the season, um, the Oilers need a replacement. One good factor about this game was I, I think Jesse Poliarvi on the first line looked amazing tonight. What did you think about his play?
0: I thought every. I think every opportunity Jesse's had in the top six, Jesse's looked fine and if not fantastic. This obviously, like full credit to him best game of the season so far he you know he, he deserves a goal jesse i don't know why the puck just seems to hate him he seems to have one of the, some of the worst puck luck in the nhl but he does every single thing right he's precious he closes the gap on the puck here he's one of the most you know. He, he breaks up plays in the offensive zone. He, he makes it so hard for teams to get their transition game going. He makes it so the Oilers can play their game and the other team can't, you know, take their pace to the Oilers. He, he's a crucial piece for the Oilers' offense. And you see that the space that he creates for McDavid when he's out there. Is Jesse going to bobble some passes from time to time? Is Jesse going to whiff on some one-timers? Yeah, of course. But you know what? When Jesse's out there, the thing the thing about Jesse is he creates more positive than he does negative. And that and at the end of the day, when you boil down all the other factors, the can someone create more positive on ice, you know, events for the Oilers than they do against the Oilers? And Jesse does that. And Jesse had what 7 shots tonight? I don't know the stats in front of me, but he had he had a ridiculous number of shots. I wouldn't be shocked if it's a career high. He he was one of the main reasons why the others got the got the win and uh, and and we can nine shots on goal yeah for sure career high i don't even have to check that (laughs) um yeah no he played fantastic he absolutely deserved a goal but you know what if jesse gets zero points i'm sure he wouldn't be happy with this but but comes out and plays like that every single night we, Oilers fans should be ecstatic. You shouldn't just look at the goal and assist category to, to judge whether or not a player is playing good, right? Jesse does so many positive things. He creates so many positive on ice events for the Oilers that it's hard not to, you know, be happy for him playing in a game like this and you know directly contributing to a win. Um, no, there are some positive, and I think the the best one of the best things about this game and one thing I really hope they take moving forward is the play of jesse because obviously this is the best he played mm. let's hope he builds on it the the play of warren fogel was you know awesome amazing he played fantastic right at the end of the game he was the guy that got the puck out of the zone tampa was pressuring so hard they were missing cross ice passes left and right and warren fogel at right at the end tampa could have got it right back onto campbell and who knows with you know sometimes with campbell right he could have got it on net and and it could have gone in, but Warren Fogel stuck to his guns. He got a block, got it out of the zone. He, did he miss the a wide open net from, you know, 180 feet? What? No. When, yeah. with, with, was, with the empty he was, net. With the empty he was close. Net. Yeah, he was, he, was I, close. I, he was super close. He was super close. And again, I felt I,
1: like that was maybe like the one thing I thought Fogel Fogle really went for that. Yeah. Empty net. He, he just whipped it out there. I thought maybe, all right, well, do you want to do that <laughs> at the end of the game? Um, The other thing was just a, a little bit of a, a bonehead hit oh, uh, against but, the boards. But other than that, Fogle was great tonight. Well, right I before
0: think... that hit that you're talking about, Fogle was crushed right behind. He gets up. He's yeah. angry. He's a big guy. He goes right at him. Did I think it was the worst hit? Do I think it should have been a penalty? The way the refs were calling this game tonight, I have no clue. I personally don't think it was a penalty. seemed like every, the refs thought everything the Oilers did was a penalty again um but I, I think that Fogle for the most part like better more than that I mean you know what we haven't even mentioned his he scored the first goal of the game <laughs>
1: and what a celebration yeah exactly you, you could, could feel just feel the elation
0: you could see the Yeti sized ape get <laughs> off his back like that was um oh let's hope that leads to uh, like a hot shooting streak for Warren Fogel because you know, as much as he is like the weirdest hockey player ever in history to watch skate the way he like bumbles up and down the ice, he he, he does put himself in some good positions. And let's just hope that those shots that he takes, he hit a few bars early in the season, but let's hope, you know, this starts to build. And there's a building effect with Fogle, Yamamoto, McLeod, pooley They all stood out tonight. And again, skate teams like Tampa. That's mm-hmm. that's what you hope, right? You want your depth to come through where you're forwards. McDavid and Josh obviously never going to be neutralized, but... Like you need your depth to come through, and and they did that. Oh, yeah. tonight. They did that tonight. What do you think of the depth?
1: I think yeah, the the wingers stepped up tonight. Uh, I think Yamo was one of the most energetic Yamamoto's I've seen this season. Uh, he was, you know, I, it's particular against the boards. There was one play I remember in our own zone mm-hmm. where he had fallen and he was keeping his stick on the puck protecting it even though he was on the ground and he was still able to win that puck battle goes up ice skates hard uh and there was a there was a chance off that rush Yeah, uh, this is i think the best performance we've seen of Yamamoto well, this out, year uh, for this sure season.
0: well if you look at Yamamoto if you look at the like last game just just isolating last game um against Dallas for example Yamamoto took a boneheaded penalty late in the game that cost the others a goal He's not moving his feet. He gets his his stick parallel to the opposition's body, takes a boneheaded penalty. And then you saw tonight, he was in a very similar situation. I can't remember who the forward was on Tampa. It might've been Braden Point. I don't know who exactly was skating down yamamoto i don't know if it was a turnover or whatever he had in the offensive zone tampa gets the puck they're kind of going the whole the whole way it might have been actually been on the penalty kill and yamamoto moving his feet skating as hard as he can stays with the tampa player keeps him to the outside and because he's moving his feet he doesn't fall behind he doesn't get the hook he doesn't take a penalty and it ends up being a solid really good defense play and that's the yamamoto we need when the oilers players are moving their feet and they're not taking so many stick infractions which is what's been killing the oilers besides the penalty on fogle the pen, uh, i think they had a uh, too many men penalty the rest yeah. are lazy are like lazy stick infractions that and
1: fractions
0: those are full you can eliminate those fully from your game when you are playing well and you are moving your feet you're not going to take those stick infractions right so yeah. and that's something and that's something that they need to continue to work on and build And this i think well they took still a lot of penalties tonight there is you know a stepping stone. one guy who you know has taken a penalty i want to say he's got four penalties in the last three games is Derek ryan and i and it's, it's a weird thing to say because another he's you know, another one of those death players that i know i crapped on him in the last broadcast he 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 he's been playing well he's been getting chances and that's all you can really ask for for someone in his role he's been playing i don't i think he's been playing f- fine defensively for the most part he's you know he's key on the penalty kill, but you cannot afford to be on the fourth line and be taking a one hooking or one tripping call a game that just cannot happen
1: especially when he is one of the better penalty killers we yeah have. Ex- I mean, exactly He's no Nuge, he's no hymen, but yeah, he's a very effective penalty killer, and he had a brutal game tonight. Um, by by any metric, like mm-hmm. the penalties, uh, he didn't look good when he was playing uh, after Kane's injury. Uh, he was playing with uh, Dreisaitl. He had shifts with Hyman. Uh, he he didn't look good. I mean, honestly, I'm surprised that Woody kept him with that line had had him play i believe 10 10 minutes or so 11 minutes um when dylan holloway was playing for only like 550 like he dylan holloway i thought did not play poorly he no, wasn't not at all effective per se but he well, wasn't poor. i don't
0: think dylan holloway's put has i don't think at any point this season has dylan holloway been put in a role And given a long enough leash to have the chance to be effective right when you are a player that's that young and that inexperienced and you know that any little mistake not even a major mistake it can be you get crunched on the boards and have a giveaway you get anything happens to you and you're getting pulled off the ice you're going to be gripping your stick tighter and you're not going to be able to make the plays that you can't or have the skill to make right so I, i and especially now Like, you know what? Dylan Holloway, has he been what we saw in preseason, what he hoped he can be? No. I think, but we can also all agree that the skill is there. And I think now that Kane is going to be out for the foreseeable future, he is going, the Oilers are going to have to put him in an opportunity to succeed. He is, Jay Woodcroft is going to need to loosen that leash. They're going to put him in the tops. well, I hope they put him in the top six. (laughs) Top six, yeah. They're going to, because, assuming Kane goes in LTIR, that cap comes off the books and the oilers I think Five they have million. A, well exactly so the oilers I think they're running a 21 man roster right now they're going to they're going to call up a guy to replace kane and they're going to recall call up two other players uh whether it's uh, apparently I heard also broberg is injury is from a steak knife because he was cutting a steak uh, and cut uh, his hand. I don't know if that's just someone really? making something up on twitter I saw that tonight I just wanted to point that out but I so I don't know if they're going to call broberg but they're probably going to call up Clem Costin. I don't know if they call up Brad Malone. Yanmark? Yeah. They'll for sure call up Yanmark. They're gonna give Yanmark yeah. a shot in the NHL. Uh you know what? Even a shot in the dark, some guy they could call up, like what I'm thinking. I know they probably won't do it, especially because what you've seen with Dylan Holloway. Uh, but they could call up Xavier Borgo. He's been on fire in the AHL to start of the season. I think he has goals in his last four games, something like that. Question
1: saying? though, we have quite a few of these players now that are in this sort of AHL first call-up role. I mean, you mentioned Costin. you we mentioned Yanmark. Uh before Borgo, though, do you think James Hamlin? James Hamlin deserves listen,
0: a... As a proud yeah. Oilers Plus subscriber, if anyone has seen <laughs> the last episode of uh the drop on Oilers Plus, James Hamlin had a had a small feature and there is no one I am cheering harder for than James Hamblin. What a guy. Like he is someone you just want to cheer for. Uh for those who don't have Oilers plus, uh you know, those who aren't suckers, I'll just tell you. Um pretty much James Hamblin, obviously, I think I want he's from in and around the Edmonton area. He grew up an Oilers fan. Um he spent his entire life cheering for the Oilers. He's worked as hard as you possibly can work at every level to get this opportunity. He went to Bruins camp, but, uh, I think I don't want to mess up the story, you know, because, you know, there's so many crucial details here, but when James Hamblin uh, had the opportunity to go to Boston Bruins camp, his his mom had been diagnosed with a terminal cancer and she was uh, unfortunately on her deathbed and she, and Hamblin had the chance. He said to his mom, should I stay home and be with you in your last moments?" But his mom is the one that pushed him to go to that Bruins camp. And, you know, he went there, he pursued his dreams, and now he's got an NHL contract with the Oilers. And he's, he talked about it, his mom, and talked about how he's doing it for his mom and all that. And you just got to cheer for him. Like, I would be so disappointed if the Oilers didn't give him a game again. You're looking at how he played in preseason. He, they need some, like, again, Devin Shore scratch tonight. I, I, he, you can't be any worse than Devin Shore's been in the past five games or whatever. So I would have no problem bringing up Hamblin, but. I know they're going. You're good thing you said Yanmark. They're just because of the contract Yanmark is on, they're gonna call up Yanmark and deal. give him a shot at least. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think I have any problem sending him back down, but I think this, you know, not that there is a bright side of an injury, but like this gives them a lot more flexibility at least in the short term uh, to make roster moves, and this helps them get the adjustments because for a lot of us, we were complaining about the play of certain players, whether it be Yamamoto, Fogel. For the Oilers, didn't have. Anything else they could do because they were so tight to the cap, they couldn't really take anyone out of the lineup. They they were stuck with what they got. So this provides them with a little bit more flexibility now. Not the near, not the way you'd like to get the flexibility, of course, but you know this at least gives them an opportunity to see what they have on the farm and you know make some changes mm-hmm. going forward. So yeah, no, we so thought, we've, yeah
1: we mentioned the forward forward group, but uh, stoned one in chat. If Kane is out for some time, um, we have the forward group figured out. Could we use the LTIR and trade for another top four defenseman? What do you think about that proposal?
0: In theory, absolutely, you can. There there becomes a major issue, and then you end up like the Vegas Golden Knights did last year when you trade for a player who, you know, you could get someone. You you will have five point whatever, six, five, two, five, whatever Kane makes in cap space. But once Evander Kane becomes healthy again, which unless... There's something, you know, crazy. We still have six months left in the season. Most likely, Evander Kane will be healthy at some point in the season. You'll then have to figure out how to get $5 million off your roster. So... As much as I'd like to say, oh, yeah, go take it. Now we don't need to give up anyone off the roster. We can just go get chicken. We can go do whatever. Get a Susie. <laughs> exactly. Gaffer Club. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. But once Kane becomes healthy, that becomes, you know, that that it makes your cap situation even worse. There's no way
1: Ken then, Holland does it. If, if
0: when Then cap, you're giving
1: away a player for nothing.
0: Ken Holland will right? still. Yeah, exactly. Ken Holland. will Well, it, hopefully you probably have to pay up to get rid of that player because everyone knows oh, you're at a disadvantage, right? Because they well, know you if have to get rid of that.
1: If it's a player that you're you're waving, you're hoping that, uh, for cap reasons, that someone will take them, right? Otherwise, you have you have that player. Um, who was it that went to the Capitals? Uh, uh, I'm not sure. From Vegas. Uh,
0: I don't know about the Capitals. I know the Hurricanes got Max Patrick oh, Sorry, the Hurricanes. Yeah, future considerations. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but that's Max right? You know, thirty goals for, yeah. and then he goes and tears his Achilles, and he hasn't played uh, since. But uh just to get back on what we we're talking about no like uh, obviously uh you hope that Ken Holland would go out and do something i still we still all i think we can all agree they do need another defenseman this is not a finished blue line by any means um the, the, you know they they Ken Holland isn't going to ap- approach the trade deadline any differently i don't think at this point in time because of the kane injury so right. i just assume that if they do make a trade that it will still be dollar in dollar out just in the short term you know in terms of call-ups and whatnot they'll have more flexibility I think we spent a lot of time a on lot yeah on that uh one guy who before the broadcast ends one guy who we do need to talk about you know uh because we we are running out of time in the zoom one guy we have to touch on jack Campbell soup yeah exactly uh jack I played his best I think we both agree he played his best game as an oiler. uh with me I'm gonna sound like such a pessimist here okay you know first he played fantastic. I cannot hammer that point home enough. Again, I'm going to sound like such a pessimist here. There's something about his lateral movement where he goes across across the net. And Tampa, we saw, they were setting up for one-timers across the ice, left and right. They were missing a lot of them. But that was, again, I, the others played good defensively, got sticks in lanes, timing, had an amazing one. Right? And
1: Kucherov was fighting the puck yeah, and, all exactly,
0: night. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Kucherov, this is one, probably one of the worst nights you're going to see at Nikita Kucherov. But um camp there's something about his lateral movement that just scares me it seems like every goal that went in has gone in on him like recently and even those games where he's letting six or two to two tonight whatever it seems like it's those cross crease passes where he can't get across properly but you know if campbell plays like this and he came up big when he had to and full credit to him i thought he played fantastic if he plays games like this this is the effort I think we should expect from Jack Campbell. I think it's something he's absolutely capable of getting day in and day out. Um I think we're in a really good position going
1: forward. And uh, honestly tonight's two goals on Campbell uh, neither of them are really no, his fault. No. I, he had one lateral, like you mentioned, but that's a three-on-two. That's a tough one-timer to take away. Yep. And the Coloran goal was was a slap pass that there was just no yep. chance. For no, to I think. totally
0: agree. The the one the one leaker that you know kind of squeaked le- through him. It ended up not counting. It ended up not even oh, being yeah. a goal that the Oilers challenged for offside, even though the We're puck offside. didn't even go in the net. And everyone was confused. I don't think Louis uh, and Jack knew what they were doing. No one on Twitter knew what they were doing, because uh, yeah, everyone saw the puck was flat on the line. Ryan Murray saves the goal, and all...
1: we have to do, we have to apologize to defensive stalwart Ryan uh, Murray. Absolutely,
0: full <laughs> credit to him. He, he is the answer. He's the shutdown defenseman the we've answer. been missing. The answer has been Ryan Murray all along. Who would have thought? not me that's for sure <laughs> but um no yeah i i totally agree that that was sneaky same but you know what we also had the goal when the oilers scored or, or hyman scored you know on the power play uh where mm. that didn't count as well and obviously any if, if 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 that goal that the flame that blake coleman got taken away from right. the playoffs had counted and this one didn't i'd be furious but you know what i said it then if the coleman goal didn't count i had zero expectations that was going to count it didn't count, so that you know, no harm, no foul. You can even see Hyman on the, Hyman on the bench. He, I bet you thought it was 50 50. He's like, Shit. he's like, yeah, oh, exactly. Wow. <laughs> he's like, oh, well.
1: uh, yeah. And- but you know, you know what, though? Uh, sorry, sorry to uh, Peter and Audie for reliving uh, that nightmare <laughs> through this game or this broadcast. Um. Yeah, they also lost tonight. So, ooh, sorry. No, sorry, no. I, I mean, but th- this this game was pretty complete. And again, this is the second of a back to back. Edmonton's tired. They got in late last night, like you mentioned, and they all played pretty well. I think our our defensemen, uh, Nurse and Barry were our top pairing tonight. Well, I, Nurse I Nurse was, was
0: fighting when you play Nurse with Barry. Barry's just. <sighs> Barry's by far the worst defenseman on this team, I believe. Uh, and and again, I'm a noted Oilers plus subscriber. I wish Tyson Barry was better. He seems like he's I would be absolutely a blast to hang out with. Just the nicest guy in the world. And I feel so bad just taking it out on him. But like. You can't be that bad defensively day in and day out, man. It just it's just not a recipe for success on a team with you know this high as these high aspirations. So
1: you know, nurse C. 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 Kulak was good. CC Kulak was game.
0: awesome. I thought Kulak, uh, you know, stood out tonight. Uh, I thought you know his, his plays at the blue line stood out. When Nurse plays with Barry, I don't know why their gap control it just seems like they go so far back and they give the yeah. campus so much space to come in. And they just it, it just leaks into Dave. It just so the smells of Dave Tippett. I don't like. I it.
1: almost I almost wonder if them I'm, because we know that both Nurse and Barry can do the like a, a very minimized version of, of like a, a rush up the sideboards, just like a nifty little dish or a sneakishly suspiciously good shot. Um, I'm almost wondering if they're over adjusting for each other because well, when they're both on the ice, they go like. I don't know if he's gonna go you, for it. You so saw
0: it a couple times, up. and on the first Tampa goal, one of the big plays is Nurse and Barry got crossed up like twice. Nurse lost his defenseman. Like I literally saw, even because this is not necessarily the line blender was out. It was more like the only the fact they had ten forwards. But you saw Hyman and Ryan collide in the offensive zone. Like the Oilers, they just that they've been swapping line mates in such like weird situations where they're not playing with people who they're not used to be playing with, and they're just they're just out of sync. Like you just see them. Clashing. i know nurse and Barry have experience playing together i don't think you know tyson is necessarily the easiest defensive partner to have for anyone but clearly <laughs> jay woodcroft didn't think uh darnell nurse had that good of a night because you know in the last minute when darnell nurse you know you got your 9.25 number one million your 9.25 million dollar number one defenseman was not on the ice when tampa had the empty net and i think that's a sign and nurse is a fighter nurse is going to come back better Nexium I'm not worried about that. We only have... he had
1: that scowl going, you could tell. Exactly. He, he, was he mad. wanted to he be out there. wanted on the to ice. be
0: out there. Uh we only got 3 minutes left, so let's just do some last notes here real quick. Uh obviously, nurse, going forward, it doesn't get any easier. We got Carolina coming up then we got Florida. It's not going to be any easier. They got a game uh Florida matinee, so who knows what comes what's happening there?
1: Oilers games are always really exciting and close, or just absolute blowouts in our favor, except for the matinee games. You've you've had two matinee games that were just abysmal to watch. St. Louis and uh and Dallas.
0: Well, it seems like they play a matinee game every second Saturday for this entire year so they better figure out how to wake up before five o'clock because it is not going to be a fun time on the ice for them or on game over for me because i'm selfish but um yeah no overall uh tonight final thoughts uh it was you know as, about as good you know given the entire situation surrounding the game about as good as an effort as you can ask for people who you really hope would stand out did stand out let's hope it's a building block going forward what are your final thoughts in the game
1: Final thoughts. I think, yeah, uh, you you hate to see a man go down, especially one that's uh, as important as Kane is to this Oilers club. Uh, but I think this was a good showing. It was a gutsy showing. Uh, Dry Settle called out the team last night, especially on the penalty kill, and today's penalty kill was perfect. Yep. So I think this is all in all a great bounce back game. I'm excited for the next game, Thursday against the Hurricanes. Yep. We're, Zach, we'll be there. We'll be back. Mm hmm
0: back on game over back on the SDPN sports youtube channel to uh, analyzing the game um with all you guys thanks for joining us in the chat you know stone one hater mcdater black mascara i know it's late at night but i'm glad you got to you know join the chat for a little bit uh hopefully you watch the rest when you wake up jonas sean braden whatever uh thanks drop for coming along like. yeah of course drop us a subscribe like it helps to a lot. subscribe to the channel uh we will see you next time in what is hopefully the start of in oilers winning streak uh what that's all for now play la bomb baby have a great rest of your night play uh, la take Bamba, care.
1: Baby. Okay. Game over! powered by sports interaction canada sports book